The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. So my guest today for the Cappuccino is Corporal Karen Lewin from RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Surrey, which I'm guessing, and correct me if anything's wrong here, Karen, makes you E-Division in British Columbia, is that right? That's correct. Oh, look at that, somebody's done their homework. Okay, so um, Karen has had a long and varied uh, law enforcement career. She has been part of the Vancouver Transit Police. Uh, she has been a sheriff from British Columbia. Uh, she was named the Surrey Board of Trade Police Officer of the Year in 2019. Good work, you. Uh, in 2022, she and a other bunch of law enforcement lunatics go on an 800-kilometre yeah. ride. Uh, cops for Cancer Tour de Valley, and we're going to chat about that. Um, she competed in judo as a young adult, and it changed her direction from dance to law enforcement. So we're definitely going to be chatting about that. And... She was on duty when British Columbia, lots of places in British Columbia flooded in November 2021. And most New Zealanders will know the town of Hope in British Columbia, which is sort of the next couple of towns over from where you are, I'm guessing, purely because of the fact that it was in Rambo, uh, first blood. Uh, she has also been part of the, the LMD tactical troop uh, doing crowd right control, disaster response, evidence, evidence recovery, counter-terrorism search, and a search coordinator. In the RCMP, though, she's done the following. And I had all these cool acronyms, so I'm going to get you to explain to me what they are. IRSU. IRSU, what's that? IRSU, that's the Integrated Road Safety Unit. Perfect. GD is general duties, has to be. Yep. That's right. Youth is youth, that's an obvious one. MSET? Oh, that's our, um, our bike, bike unit, our bicycle unit. Right, okay. Um, CRU? CIU, that's our Criminal Investigation Unit. All right, uh, PMHOT. That's our um, Police Mental Health Unit. Awesome, CFSEU. That's our Combined Forces Special Enforcement Unit. Woo, uh, BCHP. That's our British Columbia Highway Patrol. Good work, okay, and probably in all of that, her most important jobs, well, I'm going to say not jobs, but most important roles is that she's an M-O-M and a W-I-F-E as well to some others. So that's, that's right. congratulations. <laughs> yeah. All right. No acronyms needed. Okay. So the speed round, uh, which I dedicate to speed, the world's greatest police movie, in my opinion, because it's got Keanu Reeves in it. He's John Wick. He's from Bill and Ted, et cetera, et cetera. So some quick fire questions to get us in the groove. If you and okay. I are in the patrol car together, and you make me get out and say, hey, you're the foreigner. You get out and get me some Tim Hortons. What coffee am I bringing back for you? Uh, coffee, one cream. Oh, okay, all right. The best cop movie, in Karen's opinion, is what? Training Day. Oh, yeah, good work, yep. Uh, what's one talent that you have that you can't use at work, despite your best efforts? Tap dance. Ah, there you go, all right. Uh, <laughs> The best piece of advice on the job that you've ever received? That I've ever received? Yeah. Um, 
it's basically just just get up and tomorrow's another day not wrong sister uh when i say new zealand what's the first thing that you think of kangaroos <laughs> which is australia but that's, but that's all zealand. good that's all right <laughs> that happens that's not new zealand um oh my gosh i don't even know beautiful mountains there you go yep you got lots oh. of beautiful mountains right well, you've got bigger ones, so that's all good. Uh, most Canadians go lamb chops, which is a bit of a worry. Uh, lamb chops? Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. believe I messed it up, though, my whole life. Oh, um, no. I'm, oh, I'm South African. Yeah. And I get mixed up between Australia and New Zealand. And I'm like, uh, no, soccer, rugby, let's chat. Yeah. Um, and then I just did it to you. So I'm sorry. Because uh, no, I know where you are. I'm coming no, to visit. No, make no apologies whatsoever. It's all good. Uh, look, honestly, the number of New Zealanders I'll sit with, and when um, somebody from Canada starts talking and they go, Which part of America are you from? I go, This is not going to end well. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just my nerves making mistakes. Ah, it's all good. No problems. If you were given three wishes for all of humanity, what would you choose? Ooh responsibility yep. accountability mm -hmm. and all the farmland in the world for all the animals to roam free nice, um, nice. yeah so i can have a goat kingdom yep okay i hear you and to be fair <laughs> the, la the last picture of, i saw of you you had uh plastic bags on your leg and you were trying to rescue some ducklings from the side of the road so don't ever let it be said that the Mounties are just about crime. They're also about rescuing ducklings as well, which I thought was great. <laughs> yeah, we do that all the time. Um, so you do judo and it changes your direction from becoming a dancer to law enforcement. How? Yeah, well, I joined judo because I was told that it would give me a different level of strength to increase my dance. Mm -hmm. um, but unbeknownst to me, when I went, you start meeting different kinds of people and they just took me in that direction they just yeah. you know i literally brought me an application and said here you go fill this out <laughs> you're, <laughs> so. not, you're not leaving the class until you finish karen get that sorted That's exactly what it was yeah <laughs> all right now so for those of people that are listening that don't know because new zealand only has one police uh, from the top of the north island to the bottom of stewart island which is the very south island can you explain the difference between municipal police and the rcmp yeah, absolutely. So the RCMP is basically the national police. So being in the RCMP, I have the ability to go and assist any province throughout Canada um, with any kind of policing versus municipal, you're solely responsible for that, for that city. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. So what made you want to change from being a, uh, not that you've really changed, but change from being a police officer to a sheriff and then being to a Mountie. Was it a, a, a journey that you were on or was it, oh, look, that looks like an opportunity. I'll take that up. Well, basically I started the sheriff's first. That mm -hmm. was where an application was handed to me and I didn't even know what I was applying for at the time. Um, yeah, somebody just heard me talking and they said, no, that's it, you're doing this. So I kind of went along on that journey. I'd always wanted to be a police officer Mm -hmm. um, I had applied to the RCMP as well as to the municipal and the municipal hired me within three months and with the RCMP, it just took a really long time. Um, when I was with the municipal police, I landed up getting on to the tactical troop because it's integrated. Mm -hmm. And because I was working with ISU, 
Um, so that's the integrated security unit for the Olympics. Yeah. Um, I landed up harnessing all the skill set that had me deploying throughout BC, but I couldn't travel because I was municipal. So because I was doing so much work with the RCMP, I thought, you know what? I've always wanted to be in the RCMP and yeah. I applied. So a little side note there, when I phoned back home in South Africa and I told my granny that I was joining the RCMP, she told me that before my grandpa died, he saw me in a red uniform on a horse. There you go. And he didn't know what the RCMP was. That's so that's, that's strange. That's a good thing. So you were a sheriff yeah. in BC for a number of years and lots of people listening in New Zealand will have no idea what a sheriff does. We see um, some of the Discovery Channel programs on sheriffs and as they always do, they glamorize it up. You know, you guys are always in like thigh high deep snow looking for fugitives and that type of stuff. Um, some people will, yeah, yeah. Some people will think of John Wayne and Gary Cooper when they think of a sheriff. Um, what's, yeah. the, what's the difference between a sheriff and police in Canada? Uh, sheriffs, they don't do investigations. They're solely responsible for the safety and security of the courthouses as well as the prisoners. So we do a lot of prisoner movement. All right. Okay. All good. No worries. So after doing duty as both a police officer in Vancouver and a sheriff in British Columbia, you can't, you decide to become a, an RCMP member. You've told us what your granny and your granddad's reaction to it was, but what was the family's reaction when you said, I'm going to join the Mounties? My family's reaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? My mom still thinks that I should should have been a, a dance teacher. <laughs> and uh, so they, they just shake their head. And I think they've kind of stopped commenting. Um, but I know that they're incredibly proud of, of me. So, yeah, they, were, they were just said, you go, girl. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's all good. Now, I know that you guys, even though you're called the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, um, not every single mounted police officer can ride a horse. Can you ride a horse? I can ride a horse. Yeah, there you go. Not as distinguished yeah. as our musical riders, but yeah. I was going to say, hopefully, I'll see you at Calgary Stampede one day. Who knows? Um, <laughs> when you say Royal Canadian Mounted Police, a lot of listeners from anywhere but Canada have visions of the famed red surge, the wide brim hat, the boots, the yellow stripe on the pants, due south, or you guys all having a pet husky. I don't know why, yeah. but we just do, uh, yeah. What's that all about? Yeah. So for those of for those of us um, that don't know and haven't met a real Mountie, I've met a couple of real Mounties. Um, can you explain to us um, when you actually wear the famous red surge and the hat and the boots and the yellow stripes and everything else? Yeah. So that originally came from the. I hope they're not going to shoot me here for saying the wrong thing, but. From the Cal Calvary, the original way back in history, that was the dress uniform. Mm -hmm. But now we only wear it for special occasions. It's our dress uniform. Yeah. So yeah, you're not typically going to see us out in uniform like that. It's actually quite difficult to bend over, believe it or not. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you normally see a uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer in Canada, you guys still have the yellow stripe in your pants, though, don't you? When you even when you yes, yeah. And they normally right. they normally wear like a, is it a black or a dark blue uniform? Um, we actually have both. Oh, there you go. So, yep. yeah, we have both. So, depending on what job function that you're doing, so my uniform, my my top shirt is kind of like a gray color, mm -hmm. uh, and then our 
yeah, depending on what you're doing, like PMOT, so our mental health unit, they have blue shirts, um, ERT, our FIS, it just yeah. depends on your job function. Yeah, okay, all right, all good. So how do you, what's the one thing that really annoys you um, in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, a, a myth about you guys, like the fact that you always ride horses or you've got a pet husky or something else? Is there something that really sort of gets up at every Mountie's grill about stuff? Um, I, I don't know. Mm, I've never okay. really thought, never really thought about that. Yeah, that's all right. Kind of what, yeah. Okay, that's all good. I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay, that's all right. How do you look after your physical and mental well-being when you're away from the job? Exercise. Yeah. Exercise all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and lots of jumping as well. I tell, I see. Lots of yeah. jumping. I jumped today for you, actually. There you go. Good week. I'll send you a picture of me jumping, especially for you, Karen. And that's because you're a dancer, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. 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 I uh, I did a podcast with Quan Gracie, who's one of the uh, daughters of Hicks and Gracie. She's always doing cartwheels because it makes her feel good. So I'll take it as jumping <laughs> for you. Uh, so the Royal Canadian Men of Police, uh, police in extreme conditions from everything from about 40 degrees heat to about minus 40 in temperature. I've experienced minus 36 in Calgary. It's a good fun time, not. Uh, when you get, when it gets that cold, what's the biggest issue for you as um, a Royal Canadian Mounted Police Officer when it's like minus? Oh, it's really difficult to write tickets. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> bet. Your answer that cold. Yeah. Actually, I was um, deployed to the pipelines a couple of years ago up in Houston, and the snow was above my head, and the most difficult part was keeping notes. Um, my pen kept freezing. It was yeah. very, very difficult to write. So, yeah. and none of your electronics work as well, which is something I experienced in Calgary. You pull out your iPhone, and it just literally dies. And yeah, anyway, um, what's yeah. the coldest temperature you've ever policed in? Minus forty. Yeah. Okay. All right. We won't even go, begin to go into that. It's uh, what is it here today? It was six degrees this morning. We got up, and people are dressing like they're in the Calgary winter. So that'll give you some idea. <laughs> Um, now, in November 2021, British Columbia suffered one of its worst floods in decades. It saw floods and landslides that cut off the communities. And correct me if I'm wrong in any of these names. Uh, Yarrow, Chilliwack, Harrison Hot Springs. Is it Agassi? Agassi. Agassi, yep. Hope, which obviously was famous for First Blood. Uh, Boston Bar uh, and the rest of the province. Now, Karen actually penned a little bit when she was out on duty and everything else. So Sunday, she attends a report of flooding near Agassiz that turns into a huge landslide. And she came close to losing her car as the mud started moving it across the highway. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. Uh, but with the assistance of first responders, she was able to clear that portion of the highway and rescue several uh, vehicles at the same time. When it started, and obviously thousands of people were getting stranded, you're on the highway rescuing people. Did you think for a second, uh, to coin a phrase we use in New Zealand, this could be a little hairy. Yeah, I had a couple of few other phrases that I can't repeat going yeah. through my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually took, <laughs> that moment took me back to depot where they told me um, one of the big differences between RCMP and the municipals. The municipal, you're working in, in your cities and there's always typically two of you in a car. Because mm -hmm. in the RCMP, there's one of you in the car. Um, and they always said, there's going to come a time where you're going to get to a call 
and it's just going to be you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be you for a long time. And that kind of just took me back to that, that day when they told us that. And I was like, no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you turn around and see your car moving on the mud, pushing across the highway, what were you, th what were you thinking? Were you thinking, oh my God, that's going to be an awful lot of paperwork or that's my car, holy. Well, I'll tell you that car is a charger and it was on loan to us from, from the Portman freeway. Mm -hmm. And I was told in no uncertainty that I was not to get a scratch on that car. And every day I had to fill out this paperwork that said there were no scratches and the car was clean and the car was gassed up. So when I turned around and saw the car moving across, I, I yelled, not the car! <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I ran. I was actually in like knee deep in, in mud because I was helping this lady that was stuck. And I, and I ran and I climbed over these moving logs and I climbed in the car. And I was like, there's just no way I'm going to let this car. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yourself, um, some fireys, as we call them here, and a couple of ambulances were last to clear the scene when the road washed out in front of you um, and you weren't able to turn back. So you came, you actually became close to being trapped yourself. And you actually said at yeah. the time, had fire not there, you would have been trapped for sure, which would have certainly made... Yeah, my heart sank when I saw that. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. So how did you guys actually get out from that landslide? Because when we saw pictures of it, I watch um, Global News nightly. I looked at it and just went, holy heck. So what they did was, it was actually kind of fun because I felt like Tom Cruise and uh that movie from the what's the movie that they just came out with race car oh days of, days of thunder or you're talking maverick top gun uh, well top yeah well whatever car whatever movie he was in with he's just racing in his car yeah days of thunder yeah thunder okay yep. um they made a landing strip for me and so the two of the firemen they basically stood a car with and they told me that i had to back my car up as far as possible and I had to hit the gas as hard as I could because there was basically like a moving river in the culvert and I had to get across to the other side and there was no way I was able to stop. So I basically raced between these two firemen and all I thought is please don't kill the firemen, please don't kill the firemen. <laughs> and right as I got to the tip where I was supposed to fly over the, it sounds so dramatic, more dramatic than it was, I guess, but yeah. right as to the tip I freaked out and I touched the brake and I landed up flying into the water and kind of getting stuck so they had to come up behind and push me for that last that last second but we were able to we were able to save the car and safely get out so that we could take out a another route so I was pretty fortunate but they weren't very happy because I dirtied their uniforms so oh, I like yeah, it's a small price <laughs> to pay the question is did you put a did you put a scratch on that charger I did not. Boom. There but Portman took the car back very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Strange that. That's all good. So then after all of that, you return home. Uh, I'm guessing that you would have been absolutely and completely, utterly knackered. And as you pull into your sort of road, you find that your home garage is completely flooded. And now you're able, you're unable to get back into the into the battle because the highways are now all shut. Did you just want to sit in your car and just cry for the next 10 or 15 minutes and just go, uh, can this I end? Yeah. I did. I, uh, I got pretty upset. I did what I tell my clients not to do. And I just got overly upset. 
Yeah. And my husband was like, woman, give you a head of shake. There's nothing you can do. Just take yeah. a deep breath. I said, all right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good. Now you've had a real mixture of policing in your career. What's been the career highlight for you so far? Have you met somebody famous? Um, I, I know that you've done the Vancouver Winter Olympics, that type of stuff. What's been the absolute career highlight for you? Um, well, standing side by side during the Vancouver riots is a memory that I'll have forever like I think that's one of the biggest highlights was being able to be a part of saving Vancouver City yeah that's probably one of my biggest highlights um yeah yeah so done no I got so many stories I'm just like oh I got so many highlights that's okay I met my husband my my biggest highlight is I met my husband on the job so Good save, sister. Well done. Good work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, always yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all good. So you've been involved, like you say, you've been involved in riots after um, the NHL playoffs in uh, Vancouver. You've searched Winter Olympic venues. You've done landslides. You've done floods. Uh, what's been the lowest point in your career and how did you get yourself out of it? So uh, lots of first responders, we know, you know, they will attend sudden deaths of children, for instance, or... We'll go to a, um, a fatality in a car accident and something else. How do you get yourself out of the rut, so to speak? You know what? I'm still getting myself out of that rut, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I know that you know that I was severe, severely injured back in 2013. That was my lowest point. Um, I, still, I still look back on that and go, you know, it, it just sends your, it derails your entire career. It derails your entire life. And then you have to find a way to accept the new version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, um, I have been trying to focus on little, little wins. So mm-hmm. I set little goals in ter- for physical activity that I can accomplish. And I just keep building on that. Today, actually, when I went on my bicycle ride, I, I screamed out loud. I was like, you got this, you can do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody can ever understand what that feels like. Yeah. Uh, you can sit and talk about it all day long, but until, you've, until someone's experienced that, it's, you just can't put it into words, so. Yeah, not wrong, not wrong. Now you have a passion for police. And youth, uh, you're a little bit like myself because I've seen your pictures. And you currently are training for the 2022 Cops for Cancer Tour de Valley, uh, which is in September 21 to 29, which involves riding over 800 kilometers across the Fraser Valley. So, do you ride yeah. the full 800 kilometers, or you're in a team, aren't you? How does it all work? We're in a peloton. Yeah. And when I signed up, I thought the peloton was a bicycle they were going to give me, so I could train <laughs> at home. And then I found out that's not the case. No, yeah, yeah. I got some serious work to do here. Yeah. I know. Uh, so we ride the full thing. Um, they're saying we're going to be riding between 100 to 120 kilometers per day over eight days. So it'll total over 800 kilometers. Mm-hmm. But the good part is that there's going to be a lot of breaks because we stop at a lot of schools and some of the hospitals and we check on our littles that we're riding for. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fortunate part is that my poor legs will get a little bit of a break to, uh, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, How the heck did you get involved in that and how's your training going? 
you know, and I've been talking about it for a long time, but I kept avoiding it um, only because I just didn't think that my body was ready for it. And then I opened up my big mouth this year and I said, you know, my goal is to do cops for cancer. And then somebody said, oh, you know what? We've got a spot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and, <Yeah>. thing, <laughs> and the next thing, you know, I was, I was signing up because I said I was going to do it because I never backed down from any sort of challenge. And I'm so glad I didn't. Um, yeah, it's, well, it's such an important cause. So well done you. Uh, so training after hours um, or doing char charity training for stuff is it's hard work. And um, I've done it myself, like I've said to you before, um, because you are a police officer, you have that extra bit of pressure. You've got everybody egging you on. You don't want to fail. Um, what are you doing to keep yourself motivated and keep training? Is, is it the constant pressure of, I'm not going to fail this, I'm not going to fail this, or are you reading That's motivational stuff? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, what did your husband say when you, when you came, and came in and went, uh, I'm doing the, I'm doing the uh, Tour de Valley? Honestly, he shook his head and he looked at me and he was like, really? He's like, he's like are you sure that you're going to be able to accomplish that? That's a big ask. And I just said, you know what? I need to. I need to do this for myself. Yeah. Good week. need to be able to yeah so he's super proud he's he's one of those guys like he's he's he used to be in in the marine corps so they're taught to just keep everything quiet so i know when he's super quiet and he gives me that look i know that his that's his pride coming out nice. so i yeah <laughs> that, that's all good so if people want to donate or help you out because i know that we've got lots of listeners in care in canada uh or help you or the team out what's the best way for them to do so karen well, if you just Google Tour de Valley 2022 or Cops for Cancer, um, it'll come up. And then if you're on Tour de Valley 2022, you just scroll down to my name. You go click on the participants and you scroll down to Karin Lewin. And mm -hmm. there'll be a button there that says donate. Perfect. And uh, yeah. There you go. And Super you guys, easy. you guys are doing pretty well on your target as well, aren't you? We are doing very well on our target so far. It's been a lot of work. I've lived and breathed cops for cancer for the last uh, few months. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I can. I, I gotta yeah. say, every time I see a picture of you, it's like, oh, there she is on a golf course, and something. It's like that's good. That's good stuff. Um, so now you're part of the Surrey RCMP, um, and for the our listeners that don't know where Surrey is, and Correct me if this is wrong, because this is all Google. Surrey is in British Columbia. It's part of metro, the metro Vancouver area, and it lies between the Fraser, Fraser River and the U.S. border. Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, with a population of about 570,000. It's about 23 kilometers away from downtown Vancouver, which lots of New Zealanders know because that's where we fly into Canada most of the time. That's why we have a strange number of uh, Vancouver Canucks jerseys at our local ice hockey games. Um, oh. yeah it's weird uh, do you get any problems on the border uh, because obviously we're an island country so lots of New Zealanders don't get that um, bordering with neighbouring countries thing we do actually we get a lot of border jumpers it's, yeah. it's daily so we work very closely with the, with the US yeah. and with immigration so hmm, okay All right. and they are coming across the river or are they anywhere they can get there you know what, um, the way the border walk goes, there's zero avenue that runs east-west and it's not really hard to kind of just climb over. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's just like an imaginary line. Yeah. So yeah, so our border services are actively patrolling that all the time and there's cameras up and um, it's just a matter of trying to, to manage that. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So you were recently promoted to corporal um, in the RMC, RCMP. How does that differ from being a constable? Uh, well, I am, my, my role is I'm basically a glorified constable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I manage, I manage a group of constables and I ensure that the, the work product that they're putting out um, is following all, all of the policy. Um, I will attend most of the calls, any serious calls, I'm going to take the lead on those calls to ensure that they have all the support that they need to manage it efficiently and properly and safely. Um, I'll be the steam commander if required. We get a lot of we get a lot of shootings, a lot of stabbings, things like that um, that occur in any large yeah. cities. So I I'm basically the go-to person and the how-to person with whatever they need, and I'll support them. So your rank structure from constable goes constable corporal and then do you have a, a sergeant or a yeah then you go sergeant staff sergeant staff sergeant major inspector um and then it just keeps going up yeah yeah i think it was a staff sergeant i met in yellow knife when i was there so yeah um so what's next after the bike ride because you'll be like me you're always challenging yourself what's the next physical challenge after the bike ride's gone oh gosh well, you know what? I was—I told you I was going to do a jiu-jitsu competition. Mm -hmm. uh, so I actually received an email two days ago that said, hey, by the way, you're signed up for this competition and it's in July. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think my next goal is actually going to happen sooner than I thought. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize I was, I was like, I signed up for what? Because <laughs> it's the provincial. So yeah, my challenge is going to be a little bit sooner than than later. And then we also have, um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but we got the Pope coming. So Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we do. So I'll be working, I'll be working on that as well. Um, yeah, so we'll see if that visit goes. But, that, yeah. That's that's a good thing. Um, right now, the question that we always finish up on on the podcast is this. We say that the day of reckoning has come for Karen, or Corporal Karen, the one, and you're lying in your casket, but you can hear what everybody else is saying about you. What would you want them to say about you? I would say she never gave up. And uh, you know that she'll kick your ass if you don't follow through with your workouts. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 <laughs> people yeah. always say that. They always say, Karn, I worked out today because I know that you're watching or you can hear me or you can see my Facebook status. <laughs> gold. <laughs> Absolute gold. There's nothing wrong with that. Keep, put, keep the pressure on. That's all good. So uh, thank you very much for taking the time today to speak to us because I know that you are training, you've got work and everything else going on. So really, really appreciate it. Um, and you hopefully dispelled a lot of uh, rumors about Mounties that our New Zealanders have got because uh, like I said to you when we started chatting I said I think a lot of them think it's like due south or something like that and it's like not quite that way but hey look that's all good sounds great all right take awesome. care. thanks bye all right, see you soon thanks for listening but please do Constable Brian and I a favor and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Cappuccino podcast real people real stories